this is a Radio Adonia broadcast for the People's Republic of Adonia. Das ist eine Radio Adonia Sendung für die Volksrepublik Adonia. Eto Radio Vashenia Radio Adonia Dila Norodnoi Respubliki Adonia. Tu jest Adonia Radio Adonia Dila Ludove Republiki Adonia. Howdy hi, hey everybody! It's the 18th of October. And it's also late. It's 7.53 right now. Um, so good evening everyone. And uh, welcome to another Radio Adonia episode. Today we're not really gonna uh, go too wild with things, I think. I think we're just gonna take it easy, relax, and enjoy ourselves as we uh, ponder upon the questions of the micronational community. E. So let's get this over with, yes? So, today we're not going to discuss too, we're not going to go into a big discussion, I think. Um, today we're going to take it easy. Um, today I think we're going to talk about micronational authoritarianism, um, and then we're going to finish off the discussion by um, micronational, um, I don't know, micronational, um, confusion confusion about micronationalism so without further ado let's head on in so to start like i said it's a great october evening um i think it's like what 70 outside something like that i'm surprised considering it's usually really cold by this time of the month um it's almost november um so uh, so, we're going to start with micronational authoritarianism, but what is that? Why micronational? Why not macronational? I think it's obvious why we don't talk about uh, macronational authoritarianism. I mean, you can just go online and look that up. Uh, micronational authoritarianism, you can't look up. So, you can sit back and relax and kick back your chair as I talk about micronational authoritarianism and the uh, dangers of micronational authoritarianism so in this community there's a onset of micronationalists and micronations that are inherently extremely authoritarian and uh, destructive uh, starting with um, fascism in the community uh, there aren't really too many examples of fascism in the community but the few that are are inherently extremely authoritarian and controlling of the nation as a whole, and it's very destructive to, um, the person's level unless they're extremely loyal to the state in some way, shape, or form, uh, which wasn't really, or was common in Nazi society, even though Nazis National Socialism is still fascism, um, it was common in Nazi and, uh, Italian society, uh, during World War II that they were extremely loyal, however, it was forced loyalty, and if you weren't loyal, you were shot. 
And if you were a certain race, if you were homosexual, if you were a Jew, if you were uh, transgender, you'd be slaughtered and you'd be uh, imprisoned in the various concentration camps um, in which Benito Mussolini uh, had a big part to play in. The one thing I don't understand about this community is its aim towards radical ideologies. Now, am I one to talk? No. <laughs> of course not. But seriously, though, we have extremely right-wing and extremely left-wing ideologies in these micronations, and it makes you wonder where they came from and what made them go this path. What made them think, oh, I'll just become socialist or I'll just become fascist? You know, fascism and socialism are extremely, uh, first off, they're polar opposites, let's start with that. And secondly, they're extremely, uh, they're extreme ideologies. They're not ideologies that you just pull out of the curtain. They're extremely uh, radical. And it almost makes you wonder if people know what they're doing in this community, which obviously not. Of course they don't. Uh, they don't know the horrors of uh, Soviet socialism or um, fascist uh, governments. Um, they don't know the horrors that were committed at their expense, um, or at the system's expense, rather. So, to start with fascism, uh, first off, let's start with what is fascism. So, there really is no, to me, I have not been able to find a true definition on what fascism is, but I've been able to find trends that I can come to a basic consensus with. So fascism is a economically third position, meaning it's not capitalist or socialist, and a culturally extremely right-wing ideology that was founded by Benito Mussolini in the um, in Italy. He would later march on Rome and he would um, take over um, Italy, um, and then Hitler also became a fascist subsequently and uh, killed six million people. Uh, so it, it, it it's, it, I don't, I don't understand how people come to the basic consensus that fascism is a good ideology for a micronation, um, considering its bad reputation, that will continue to bring down other micronations' reputations too, because if, like I said, people are quick to generalize uh, the micronational movement and micronational uh, ideologies, uh, and they're quick to generalize things in this community, so it's very dangerous to uh, continue down a path that allows for this generalization of the micronational community. Um, and you have to think about what your ideology entails and what your beliefs entail and what you believe in and why you believe in it. Because if you can't argue for your own political system or you can't argue for your own micronational system, uh, you're basically arguing for nothing. You're basically existing for nothing. Um, the micronational community also takes other extremes. Uh, socialism, I mentioned before, um, there are a lot of Soviet Union clones. Well, you know what the uh, some of the atrocities that the Soviets committed? I mean, there were some really good things about the Soviet economic system and the Soviet system overall, but there were a lot of bad things too, and we need... To, in, in order to be a good leader, you have to accept that things in the past happened, and people are going to be angry at you for adopting said system, especially people who lived under said systems. Um, and you have to take into consideration the reforms needed to make the system better, and to um, 
continue to reform and allow for a genuine uh, system that, instead of exploiting the masses, uh, helps the masses in all sorts of ways. I mean, Adonia, when it was first founded in uh, July, was a centrist nation, and then we went towards socialism. Um, at first, we followed uh, Soviet socialism, um, and then we went our own unique identity way. And we all, we create our own unique identity. I used to lead a Soviet Socialist Republic micronation uh, that, as the name entails, was a Soviet Socialist Republic, which um, is very uh, damaging to uh, the reputation of socialism in the micronational community as a whole, more than it already has been damaged. Um, and it's very dangerous to do a clone, because clones are just extremely... Uh, unoriginal and um, it can be very um, demeaning to those who actually lived under the, the systems that you're cloning, uh, especially if you aim to deny uh, atrocities that were committed and uh, horrible happenings that uh, had committed um, in the government. So you have to remember that systems and your speech have consequences. There's always consequences for your actions. Well, we're already at a music break, so enjoy the music. We'll come back and we'll discuss the questions of micronationalism. So uh, enjoy the music.
Welcome back. So, <sighs> questions about micronationalism. As a whole, there are a lot of questions about micronationalism. What is micronationalism? What do you? What is the goal of micronationalism? What is the um, purpose of it? And a lot of these questions remain unanswered. Why do they remain unanswered? Because there is no answer to them. Um, many people form micronations, or many people have different definitions for them, and it's important to cover the basis, basic consensus that micronationalism is a broad term, in a way. It means so many different things to so many different people, uh, some mindsets more dangerous than others, um, especially to the wider community as a whole. Um, you have to uh, continue down the path that uh, micronationalism is a, um, to me, micronationalism is a political independent, or in a way, a political independence movement. Uh, you believe your own political systems and political ideologies, and you subsequently diverge. Other people, like also like me and another friend I know, go down this path of micronationalism because it's their, because of identity crises and um, identity fighting for their own identities, um, especially people who have been bullied and harassed in uh, school systems and real life settings. Uh, these people fight uh, and stand for their own ideas and their own beliefs, um, and the general consensus that they are. Um, not accepted in society, so they take it on their own hands to make their own society. Um, it's just, this community is, this community is just, it, it, it's radical, the, radi the radical is, um, well, it's not really radical, um, the more co general consensus that this community uh, has its own identities to it is um, extremely admirable. I think that this community deserves to have its own identity, and that it needs to fight and protect its own identity of its leaders and of its people. Um, and people who are united under a general idea tend to do very well um, and to continue down that idea. Um, there's a lot of, there's other questions too in this community and you have to think about like, what are the answers to these questions? You have to think, the philosophical answer to these questions could go on forever and ever, but you have to come to a basic answer and a basic consensus that um, micronationalism is an independence, uh, and, and an independent thing, and it's people who want their own uniqueness, and to fight for their own unique um, ways and the unique things that they do. Democracy in the micronational community tends to be extremely, in my eyes, unfair, but there are also uh, things or questions about it, whether that it could be good. And of course it can be good. Um, Adonia, for example, uh, it allows freedom of press, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, etc., etc. Um, those are democratic ideas that I think should be protected and emphasized. Um, to continue down that uh, path, um, there are other micronations too who are just like uh, 
many other new forms of democracy that benefit the general area of uh, the masses and um, people who deserve, or, well, mankind deserves to have its own democratic um, system because mankind is inherently democratic, inherently partially cooperative, and partially individual. Um, it, I think it's required of uh, mankind uh, to maintain this democratic order, and the same applies to micronationalism, uh, and the same beliefs apply to micronationalism. Um, that mankind should be in itself uh, a democratic society, um, and should democracy should be protected in said societies. Um, so, I think micronational democracy has many questions, and it'll most likely just remain unanswered uh, for the rest of its existence. So, one last question, and then we're going to cut her off. Um, what is the main conflict of the micronational community? And I would argue that it's just like a cold war of professionalism versus simulationism. Professionalism meaning micronations who take it upon themselves to act like real nations and prof uh, extremely professional. They don't declare war or say, oh, fuck, you die uh, to random people who don't agree with you. Um, simulationists, on the other hand, are more in it for fun. Um, these people also tend to be those who say, fuck you, die, and take, tend to take a more silly approach when it comes to their nations and their um, nation's functions. Why is this the main conflict? Professionalists and simulationists have been at conflict for a long time, and they have been at disagreement for a long time. Uh, two both radically different uh, opinions are formed at um, the uh, developmental level and the uh, micronational development. Um, you think about the community as a whole, each action of each micronationalist can affect the entire community as a whole. It doesn't matter what you do, if a, if a person from the outside world sees you, they tend to generalize the micronational movement, which is why simulationism can be dangerous, um, and other ideologies can be dangerous to have in this community, even if you believe in them, even if they are uh, good or not. Um, you have to take into consideration uh, the act, what action, or what will happen if you uh, do a certain action. Will I have repercussions for it? Will I be punished for it? Will I be screamed at for it? Etc. Etc. And you have to think about the consequences or the subsequent consequences of your actions. And you have to focus on um, your own development and your own um, uh, future in this community. If you have a micronation or if you own a micronation, uh, you have to make sure that um, your actions in this community don't uh, lead to a collapse or a subsequent uh, fall of um, 
your reputation in the world. As a micronationalist, you should aim for um, at least protecting human rights and natural human rights. This community has a notorious stigma around it of people who uh, support human rights violations, and um, it, it's very concerning. Um, this community has its own unique identity, of course, and you can build upon that identity. However, taking into uh, consideration how many people are authoritarian in this community and allow for oppression of the masses uh, or oppression of human rights, uh, it's very concerning. And I think that this community needs a lot of reform in its beliefs before we can c continue down the path of individuality and uniqueness. Well, final minute of the episode, so thanks for listening to everyone. Um, we're finally back on the Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. Last week was screwy because of my PSAT testing and, and other things that were going on um, that uh, basically just slowed me down. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Of course, as always, have a wonderful, wonderful day.